kids was going to be sheltered longer. And we felt that we needed to do something for these kids to get them out of the house, to keep cycling on the minds of the community and to keep people safe during this pandemic. Because you bring people from outside of the community that hear things, especially about the Watts community. They say, this is a bike club. A bike club is cleaning people. A bike club is cleaning up the community. Like, because me, it's always the needs of the community. Remember, this bike club was by my father. His idea was let's fix up some bikes and let's sit in the park and let's barbecue. I didn't even know that we were bike advocates until about five or six years ago. But we was doing the work, right? We've got our Bike Talk theme song, Nick Richard, co-host, this is Don Ward. We've got the legendary John Jones. Hey, John. It's the third call now that we're doing Zoom here, staying safe. How you doing, John? Doing well, doing well. How are you guys doing? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Good. The bike party. Bike party. <laughs> so, yeah. So, how's 2021 going for you so far? So 2021 is going um, fairly well with our organization. We're still doing a lot of things that, that we normally do in, in a year. It hasn't slowed us down. It's given us more work, this pandemic. You guys do a lot. This is Eastside Riders. Yep. Eastside East Riders Bike Club. Eastside Riders Bike Club. Um, we had a action-packed field January so far. We fed over 10,000 people this month. Uh, Get out of here. Yeah, you know, 10,000 people fed uh, with our breakfast and lunch program and uh, – we get a couple of lunches um, every week from Morrow's Cafe up in, uh, I, think it's, I think it's West Hollywood. Um, so they come down, we do a bike ride, a little bike ride with them. Um, everybody's masked up and we take it to our homeless brothers and sisters on the streets. Uh, we, we have a ride every day with kids uh, called a Ride with John. Uh, that came about because, um, you know, these kids, we found out the pandemic and was gonna go, was was still in, and kids was gonna be sheltered longer. And we felt that we needed to do something for these kids to get them out of the house and behind their computers. Um, so we thought of a PE class, AKA Ride With John, come ride with me through the community. And it was launched and we get about 30 families, well kids plus their, their parents out here every day, Monday through Friday. And we ride through the community. We teach them drills, all kind of good things. So. Um, we, we have a lot going on. We we fired up. We're in the office every day. We're working Monday through Sunday, uh, trying to figure out how we continue to keep cycling on the on the minds of the community and to keep uh, people safe during this pandemic. So that's amazing. I, I follow you guys on on Facebook, and I see, you know, what you're doing, and I just didn't realize the magnitude of it. I mean, ten thousand people getting fed is that's no joke, man. That's amazing. Thank March, you. Thank you. March to December last year was over 129,000 people. Oh, oh that's insane. God. That's so uh, cool. December, November, December, um, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, I think Christmas was like 30 families, but this was 30 families along with um, the straight wish list that they had. Of course, a lot of our partners helped pitch in. And in uh, November, over 600 families, we was able to to give uh, uh, Thanksgiving dinners to. It looks like my pops is coming on uh, right now. Oh, cool. Hey, John. Now, now is it officially John Jones Sr.? Or That's John junior. Jones? That's junior. Junior. Wow. Yeah. Okay. 
I haven't seen him all day because, um, you know, he's been busy. So today, everybody in the organization was like, where's Pops? Where's Pops? <laughs> John Jones Jr., welcome to the show. Wait, Thanks. is that – who's that back there? Is that – Jaheen. Okay. Get everybody introduced and on the show. So we were just talking about the work, the good work, Eastside Riders Bike Club. Um, 120,000 people fed in just a few months. That's insane. That's amazing. How does this – you guys are a, a nonprofit, right, like a 501c3? Yeah, yeah, we're a nonprofit organization as of um, November of 2018. We became a nonprofit, mm-hmm. uh, 501c3. Um, we, uh, we, we decided to, to become a nonprofit because we felt that we wanted to make sure that we was able to make some decisions and we was able to bring the resources that we wanted and that we was listening to in our community that they needed. And mm-hmm. we had fiscal sponsors. We really didn't have that ability, although we had the connections to, um, the people to actually donate to us, but we're not missing out on a lot. Um, so... So now we are able to, um, to basically do um, and, and, and take care of the, the community the best we could through, through our own resources. Right. Well, that's fantastic, man. So, you know, what what's 2021 looking like for you guys? What do you guys have on the agenda? Like- so when we started um, this year, we, of course, we want to continue to honor uh, Dr. King and what, what he stood for and continued to, um, to do an event in the community. And every year we either do a cleanup or we do a pop-up where we feed people in the community. And this year, um, of course, we wanted, to, um, wanted to, to do a cleanup in the community because we was already feeding people. So we already knew we were gonna feed breakfast and lunch to the community. So we incorporated the cleanup where we got about 40 people, including the Los Angeles Galaxy and the Los Angeles Galaxy Foundation. We had those guys come out. They brought us uh, drinks and uh, breakfast uh, with those 40 folks. We was able to clean um, 103rd Street and Watts between uh, Central Avenue and Compton Avenue. Um, yeah. About two hours. And uh, we was able we was able to start off the morning, 7 o'clock a.m., make breakfast, give that to the community. We rolled over into the cleanup. And then from the cleanup, we rolled over into lunch. So it was a, it was a jam-packed day um, all before noon. And uh, we we fed over um, over 600 people and cleaned up what uh, about a good uh, six seven blocks in the in the community. Amazing, amazing, and it's amazing how that kind of volunteer work really does bring a community together. Like when people come out and you start picking things up and you start talking to each other and making friends, and it's really cool. Man. And it's very important because you bring people from outside of the community that hear things, especially about the Watts community. And then you, you they come through and they say, they say, this is a bike club. <laughs> a bike club is feeding people. A bike club is is cleaning up the community. Like, you guys should be riding bikes, right? So um, they find out that, that we're exactly what our one of our taglines is. It's more than a bike club, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Bikes is what bring us together. Else, you know, all of the other things that we do in the community is 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 it's in its possibilities. It's just the bikes is what bring us together. So, do you um, still kind of work also with the council office there? Or are you 
are you in touch with them and do they kind of provide support? How's, how's that? We are in touch with the councilman's office. Uh, we're actually in their building and the council the city of Los Angeles building. Uh, they do support us. Um, and now um, I am a commissioner for the Department of Transportation as well. So I get to hear a lot of the things that's going on throughout the entire state and, um, and, and, and be able to help with the solutions on, um, on trying to fix you know, some of the issues that we have in the city. Tell me a little bit about the, being a commissioner. Like I know Tafari was, he's also a commissioner, right? Or yeah, he's part of he's in Park now. He, he, when he left, um, I took his seat on the Department of Transportation. And right now I'm still in learning mode. Um, so I'm still trying to understand what the commission can do, um, and, and what a commissioner can do. Um, but right now it's a lot of listening to, um, to issues and trying to direct the department and how those issues should be taken care of. Um, is, is there a, like a public comment yes. period? Yes. So it's kind of like the police commission in a way. Right? Something like the police commission, yeah, yeah. But for traffic, it's so funny. And, and, and I'm trying to, and, and, it's, and the way it's shaped, it seems like the commissioners and police have a lot of authority. And, hmm. and, 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 and the transportation commission, I'm still learning to see, you know, how much you can push to make sure that they are actually listening to the needs of the community. Because me, it's always the needs of the community. Our electeds are there, but... As I always say, I even feel that our electeds need to listen to the community a lot more. Right. The community is going to be there when the, before the electeds come and after the electeds leave. It's still going to be yeah. the people's community that they live in. So, and in that, in that sense, the people that work at the LADUT, I was kind of tripped out on, you see the same faces for a long time with, with the LADUT you know, as the politicians sort of file in and out. Right. And what, what are you like, do a lot of people show up for public comment at the, have you, have you, uh, in their seen a lot? if it's something that's going on in their community, um, like this week, uh, this past month, um, uh, we had a long list. Um, uh, our commission meeting was very long. Um, because really? it, was a, it was a very important issue that we even had to amend um, what was actually brought to us. We had to amend it and then it was still take it back and do a study on it and then bring it back to us. And we'll see about approving it um, to go to, to uh, the Department of Transportation. So, so what, what, what was it? What was it about? What are people asking? Man, um, so this one, well, I, I can't remember what this one was, but a few months ago, we had an issue that was continued for another month about um, parking over in the uh, Hollywood Hills area. Okay. Uh, permanent, permanent parking. But okay. uh, we had to look at it as, okay, it's still a, a, a park. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an area that people want to go see. So right. who are we really trying to keep out or who are we trying to protect by having uh, parking at all times permitted instead of uh, using it uh, for at, at, at a time based permit. So it was a lot back and forth, a lot of staff reports. Um, it was a lot of stuff to listen to and a lot of community to listen to so we can make a decision 
on how to move forward with that uh with that with that parking situation. Now their issue up there is they've got the Hollywood sign and they're tired of having tourists drive up in the yep. streets, that kind of thing. Yeah, like and people exactly. get into Griffith Park and so forth. Yeah. Um, so that's they're kind of that's kind of like a wealthy community over there. What about other communities? Do, do people come out? I always kind of wonder, like working class communities don't seem to have as much of a voice. It, it hasn't as... been so everything, like you said, is bad. And the more like, like so the last community, which the valley is kind of mixed, right? Um, that's where the yeah. was, it was in the valley. Um, actually, that's what it was. It was for uh, it was for uh, the the safe parking program. So safe parking. Safe okay. parking is where um, someone that's homeless, either living in a, in a oh in a, right yes 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 you know they can like it's a city-owned parking lot, but the city-owned parking lot is by businesses and it's by residents, and some people was for it, and some people was against it, but you had all these calls because. Everyone, 100% of the people love the idea, but some people just didn't want it um, so close to the business and so close to the houses. I mean, where else are they going to put it? Like, come on, people. So, like, so that was the big issue. And um, it, it went on. Um, that commission meeting went for, for a while. Um, and then it was important. It was important to hear everyone. It was yeah. important. Listen to everything um, and, and roll out everything before you make a decision. And um, we felt that that um, we did the we did the right thing by continuing it and and uh, amending um, a bit of it and, and having uh, the council office and the people talk to one another a little bit more and to bring this back um, to the to the board of commissioners so so people can understand you know a little bit more what's going on and the. Um, the commission can make uh, a ruling, as you could say, or you know, approve um, to the best of, of our knowledge with the information that we have. What, what do you think about? Uh, hey, it's Nick. What do you think about uh, the the fact that the commission has? I'm just hearing this for the first time. You and Tafari as two commissioners, bike people, you know, that they're reaching out Bye. to. What is what is Tafari that? Is not with, with uh, yeah, Tafari took off. Yeah, he's, he's with recreation, park, rec, rec and parks now. Well, okay. Do they have? Do you think that you're that you represent like an active transportation component in the commission, or is that is that just so, you? So as I was being vetted, as you can say, for this for this position, um, those are a lot of things that I brought up. Right. Um, how we can make it make safer streets, um, how we can think of first mile, last mile, and how we can think about more of the at promise communities. Um, so as right now, I'm still in my learning stages of um, the commissioner, of, of being a commissioner and in the commission and seeing how we can get more of our people in our communities to, to talk because you need them to call in and talk in and bring up the issues that's in the community because a lot of times stuff is placed here that shouldn't be placed here. Um, we know that Eastside Riders from years ago when we actually brought down um, the, the Department of Transportation and they had their places where they wanted to put um, bike lanes here in Watts and in South LA. And we brought them down and we rolled with them through the streets and we told them why you can't put bike lanes in these areas. It's not enough room. 
So they seen that firsthand and then we gave them streets where these bike lanes can be. And most of them in Watts that we move these bike lanes or put share roads down is there. So sometimes you can't just sit behind a computer and make a decision. You have to go out to the community and listen to the people in the community and then make better decisions by seeing it for yourself and being um, in, the, in the community and listening to the people. So that's where I wanna push. But as I sit down and learn, I'm seeing where I can talk more and where I can bring what I know from my community and, and spread it across the community. I mean, across the city and make decisions across the city um, from looking at it from basically um, the standpoint of a community, a disadvantaged community, you know? Um, you gotta look at that throughout the whole city. So the commission is appointed? Is it appointed by, appointed the, by the mayor? City? Appointed by the mayor, okay. Yeah. So it's appointed by the mayor and is it, like more of an advisory body or is it, do you guys have real power to tell? That's, that's what I'm still learning. Okay. <laughs> that's what I'm still learning. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They, you know, they got authority, they got some power, right? So I'm still trying to learn, you know, if this is just an advisory, yeah, we, we, we're, we're, we're trying to make the decisions best as we can. And then this is what we suggest, or this is what, like word is bond. This is what we what, what needs to be done by listening to the community and listening to the uh, the council office and, and and the staff. So that's what I'm still learning. Okay, okay. Um, well, it's I mean, I've always wondered if there was a way for public the public to interface with LEDOT in the style of a commission. And now I'm just learning about this after years of. How many people actually yeah. think that, that it is a commission and that you can, you know, uh, at, you know, when it was live downtown, you can go there just like a city hall, a city council meeting and, and voice your opinions or now you can just hop on Zoom and voice your, 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 your uh, opinions uh, that way. So, I mean, how many people know that? Right. That's one thing I'm liking about the way that like city meetings are happening now is you can just get on zoom mm -hmm. where, whereas before you had to trek it all the way down. Fine to, parking. Yeah. Fine. Fine parking or ride your bike there. All right. Hope, hope, hope that your bike is locked up safe outside city hall. So, Hey, John, <laughs> John too. John junior. Mm -hmm. Wait, so there's a John junior. Where's John Jones. The second. That's me. Wait, Oh, you're John Jones. The second is a junior. Okay. Yeah. I'm a junior too, but I don't, I don't have a John or I don't have a Don. The I don't have a. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell us about your role with, uh, with Eastside riders. Tomorrow. Uh, I'm the, I'm a co-founder, the Sergeant at arms. Um, Whatever the club needs, I'm that man. <laughs> okay, okay. And um, I'm assuming you have many bicycles, or at least at least a bicycle that you ride with. Yes. Don, um, John Jr. Uh, was helping my bike club when I was at Obama Middle School. Uh, for Really? Uh, yeah, for a couple of years. And he, wow. he, when he provided us with a bunch of bikes to give to the kids. Oh, that, wait. Okay. Yeah. You taught at Volumental School. Yeah. My bad. I was like, did he know you since you were uh, a young? 
<laughs> that's right. You used to teach that. Um, yeah. So that's cool. So it was sort of, um, I mean, like LCI type stuff, but, but, uh, but kids programs kind of things. Are you an LCI? Are you guys LCIs or with the league of American bicyclists? Yes. Okay. So it's kind of under the, like those kind of, uh, I guess it's like maybe grant funded, right? Or like Metro or something like that. Yeah. You know, we haven't did too much, um, as an LCI, um, well, I do every day. Uh, with our PE class um, and our um, beast class, our bicycle education and safety training class. Um, so I use my skills and I, and I catered it to my community. I don't use the league certified routes on teaching things um, because the league certified way is really looking on like the 10 speeds and road bikes and things like that. Most of the people in my right. community ride, uh, you know, uh, Beach cruisers and and mountain bikes. So I have to think of how to do this in a different way and teach kids um, that way and families that way. So we kind of flipped it up. We still give helmets. Um, last year, uh, numbers I got the other day. Um, I think we gave out over 200 helmets last year, um, mm-hmm. and it wasn't not not in cheap helmets. We started off with burn, and then uh, we I had a photo shoot with with thousand, and I told them exactly what we wanted to do um thousand donated over a hundred helmets and uh now almost everybody in our club and everybody who we meet we put them on a thousand helmet we got a good relationship with them we're hoping to do some things further where we can continue to give helmets to people um and we're just trying to you know keep those lci skills but cater them to our community because it's a lot different than what they brought to us um i I did the class on the beach cruiser right right this is a lot of volunteering you're you're making a, a name for yourself what's the, how how do we get you into the city council seat what's the next are you, have you ever considered that uh, yeah. <laughs> this is a good water sponsored by <laughs> and not nah, um i should leave that to the politicians i can i can do um i can do a good job if we had a politician that really wanted to listen and really wanted to make a difference, um, I can do better by being in the background instead of having to deal with, uh, with all of the stuff that comes along with being an elected official. Um, as an advisory role in, in a council office, I can really help, um, just like I did in Council District uh, 15 for the time I was there. but. I could have stayed there and I could have, I mean, everyone know you, you, you get into a city job, you can be there for a, a while. Um, I gave up the, the position because, not because I felt that I was too good to be a field deputy. I gave it up because I wanted to come back and I felt I could do more uh, with my organization um, and make a difference in the same way that a council person can, but without the red tape, right? Um, so we can hear what the community needs and we can help out. Um, so we can do it in a different way than, um, than, than what council office and, 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 but running something that I thought about, I said, when I turned 40, which was last year, that is something that I'll keep in my mind. And, um, by 44, 45, if I felt like that was something I wanted to do, then I'll, I'll look at 
a position to run for. But four to five years is where I'll think about it. But right now, I'm just thinking about um, continuing to keep this organization, uh, putting this organization to the top. And when I turn uh, 44, this organization, <laughs> this organization will be creeping on 20 years. And, you know, um, hopefully I've already had someone that I can bring up, which I'm looking for now. I'm looking for someone that can come into Eastside Riders, learn about Eastside Riders as a youth, a youngster, 19, 20 years old, and be able to take over this organization in the next four or five years because you need, you always need those fresh eyes and ears. And I think that's another thing that gets caught up in our uh, political system is that who is always, who is next? Like, who are, who are you training to be next? Who are you training to, to, to know and have those fresh ears? And sometimes they get caught up and we see it a lot in the Senate. We see it a lot in Congress where you have people that's been there for 50, 60 years and don't have any fresh ideas. And it's, it's, it's not, it's no good for anyone for you to have that knowledge, but don't have the fresh ideas to keep up with the times because things have changed in the 20, 30 years that you it was in that seat. So um, it's a lot of things that need to happen. Um, but, you know, I don't think everybody is always looking out for the next person. Everybody want to keep it about themselves. But we got to think about those next youth that's coming up in training. That's why I brought Don on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I can teach us all something, right? <laughs> Don't get the name roadblock on accident. <laughs> I want to know more about this traffic commission. I'm really fascinated by that and fascinated that I've asked about this before and people just don't seem to know. So let's dive a little bit more in that and see how we can get information out there so the public can get more involved. Is there, are there committees and you know, how does the public bring an issue to the commission? I know you're still kind of learning about it too, but you know, it's like this sounds like an avenue that we need desperately. And it's like, um, it's either a change is made into the community, like slow streets, um, that's actually driven by the community, and then um, that's brought in through DOT. Or it's a council office that brings something in and just like the council meetings, uh, the community hear about it and want to comment on it. So they get the numbers and they're able to call in during the commission meeting and, and voice their, their opinions. So, and I'm thinking that even, I, I'm thinking, I don't know, I don't know yet, but I'm thinking like, even if you had a concern, you can um, get in because everything has to be posted just like the council meeting. Um, you can get in and, and, and want to be on the agenda to talk about something and bring up an issue as well that you might have. Or you can just bring it up in public comment and get your answers there or to follow me. I do have an issue I want to bring there. Uh, I keep bringing it up, but I, I, it's like, as a car driver, what I run into a lot is, I think that people have issues timing traffic lights and, and, I think there's a lot of crashes that happen because people sort of can't figure out whether a light is going to go red or not. And I just have been wanting for a while now to somehow get this in front of LEDOT engineers and just be like, don't you think more of the streets need to have that, um, that buffer um, when the lights turn red, because obviously people are still running lights when they're red. So yeah, like an all red phase, have the all red phase. And then yeah. you have the crosswalk phase, and then you have the green of the light going on 
to where it needs to be. I think that's where it needs to be because I swear when I'm driving and I'm at the light, I wait three to four seconds before I, I go because I know somebody's going to run the light. You know, it, it never fails. <laughs> I agree. And, and, and what, you know, this, what I was going to bring up is the crosswalk, um, you know, pedestrian and safe street advocates have been saying for a long time that we should have uh, crosswalks just default to the walk sign so you don't have to push a button. In, with your idea for the all red phase plus having an honest countdown show up on the, on the walk symbols, you know, and also having it just default to walk. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of wins there for car drivers and pedestrians. Um, although yeah. I would think that the LEDOT engineers are probably not trying to have all red phases, right? Like they, they're like obsessed with, uh, you know, cutting seconds off the commute or whatever. Yeah. What are your other ideas about safe streets and, and all that? One of my ideas is what, well, not an idea, but this is like, this is a, a great question, right? You're driving on the freeway. This is the freeway. Driving on the freeway. A motorcycle is coming. What do people do? Uh, sometimes they move over for them. I've move seen. over. Yeah. So how did that get programmed to people when a motorcycle was coming down that lane that you move over, and when a cyclist is coming down the lane, coming down the street, you go towards him instead of moving <laughs> over? Yeah, <laughs> that's like. Like, how do we get that? in the minds of people where, I mean, you respect the motorcycle. Why are we not saying that's on billboards all yeah. across the country, all across the state, all across the city? Cause you see it on the freeway when you get on, uh, move over for motorcycles, right? So why can't we get signage like that all across um, the city that's saying, you know, uh, cyclists, cyclists have the right to the road, but if you see them in the right side of the, the road, you know, give them their space. I know they tried the three foot, six foot um, uh, campaign, but it really needs to be talked about. It really needs to be put down um, because people seem like cyclists are in their way when they're riding bikes. And us right now, with this class that we have, we're teaching kids how to ride on the streets in the safe spots. And we're teaching them how to be safe when they're riding on the street. But if the drivers is not getting that same education the same information then it's still a one-sided affair so i always feel that part of uh if you have to go to uh to driving school maybe part of your driving school is to come and take a two-hour uh, bike safety class um, right you know, right uh, <laughs> so uh, and i think probably before you get your driver's license you need to take a two-hour Bicycle safety class, um, because a lot of the people who have driven all their life and we're telling them when they come to drop off their kids to be a part of our class, we say, no, 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 you need to be here <laughs> with your kids. And then they come ride the bike. They go back and drive and become a better driver because now they're seeing from a bike perspective, from a cyclist perspective on what they need to be looking for. Like, oh, man. Is that a, is that a, uh, I'm turning in the driveway. Should I look? Okay. Now I'm looking for cyclists along with pedestrians. So getting people to take these bicycle classes and come out and ride is another way so we can have safer streets. 
Do you know about hypermyelin? Hypermyelin? What is that? Say it again. Hi, hypermyelin. Um, that is a style of driving which I subscribe to, where you you actually drive slower to drive more efficiently. So you're trying to time the lights so you don't rush up to a red light and stop. And it it saves on your gas brake and engine wear, but it also makes for a safer street. I mean, I sometimes don't pass cyclists that I see because I'm timing the light and I'm actually going a little bit slower than them. Um, so I think I just, we talk about that. Nick and I talk about that a lot because we used to drive when we drove home from KPFK, we would uh, team up and uh, hypermile and um, see how far we could go without having to stop at a red light. So that'd be interesting to have, like, you know, it's like, how do you teach that to car drivers? How do we even get to the, the DMV um, process to talk about bikes and to, to talk about better driving habits and so forth. And, uh, you know, people have brought up the idea of like standing outside the DMV office and doing like a public kind of activist action where you hand out pamphlets to drivers as they're going out on their test and, and just be like, hey, you know, we just want to make sure you guys are also thinking about, you know, bikes, Mr. Instructor, you know, here we are, like, please teach this driver that, that bikes belong on the road. Maybe Don can make a presentation at the commission. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. as long as I'll snap no next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big teddy bear. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's been doing this for a while. Yeah, yeah, right. Yes. I mean, I remember um, it was it was more of a legend on this side before I, I, I got over it and, and met him in person. You know, you heard the name. I'm like, this guy be a big dude. You gotta be like this big, heavy dude. You gotta be, it has to be. And then I'm like, this dude's a big, like you said, like a big old teddy bear, man. Like, <laughs> You're like, this dude is he's kind of skinny. He needs to eat something. <laughs> but he's, he's, he's serious about, you know, what, what he mean, you know? So you got to respect that. Um, and, and he, I mean, obviously he's been doing this for years, um, trying to get safer streets, um, and you, you respect that. I like where the new kids are going, like uh, the Chief Lunas ride and what's that other ride? Even even the Fixagoons. But I'm seeing like the new generations, like I've been watching their Instagrams and they're posting, like especially Chief Lunas, I have to give them props um, for uh, really paying attention to uh, the hit and run issues and, and they really have good messaging and they, they're activists now. It's kind of amazing to see the new generation. It had to be like one of their friends so they can open their eyes to what, you know, we've kind of been trying to say for years, right? Uh, yeah. But it's good that they're actually picking it up and that they have a following of younger kids because then that gives you hope that we might, we might get there where more kids are wearing helmets and more kids are, um, are being safer. Um, 
it, it was crazy to me. Uh, we went out to Redlands to ride a BMX ride. And the first couple of times, I was like the only guy with a helmet on. <laughs> and um, the last couple of times we went, seen more of the kids with helmets on. And mm. it, was, it was like, all right, cool. Um, these kids are starting to get it. They're starting to see people who they look up to wearing helmets. So now they're wearing helmets. And hopefully they understand, you know, that wearing that helmet can possibly save their life. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the one time I cracked my head open, I was not wearing a helmet. I was in Las Vegas. And uh, it definitely would have been nice uh, to be wearing a helmet at that point. <laughs> and it, it was like literally my crank arm broke on my bike and it just smacked. It wasn't even that car related. Wow. The crank arm had like a hairline fracture on it that had been developing apparently for a long time. I just didn't notice. It cracked and I smacked my head on the pavement and I was out. So helmets, helmets do help. Yeah. You know. Although we want a society where... You know, it's the cars that get tamed, right? Right. Those are the de those are the deadly objects. Yeah. Um, so you feed people, you teach kids um, safe riding. Do you work on bikes? Do you do you sell used bikes or new bikes or anything like that over at Eastside Riders? You, well, you put kids on bikes. So we we work on bikes, but now it's more of working on bikes and teaching kids basically them earning a bike. Um, we, we sell bikes during the, of course, the holiday season so we can have more money, so we can give away more bikes um, during that season. We, we don't work on as many bikes for sale as we used to. Um, you know, when we first started, everything, all of our bikes, every single one of our bikes was built in my yard um, from, from sanding it down to painting it to going down and picking out the tires you wanted and the wheels you wanted and putting it all together. And from front to beginning, from, from beginning to end, you built that bike. Now we gotta <laughs> buy our bikes. <laughs> we kind of buy our bikes and uh, we, we have, you know, new technology on bikes that we use to help us at these older ages. So we can ride a little bit more and put everybody on the same playing field. And we feel that these bikes are just as important as the bikes that we used 13 years ago when we started this organization. And we're using more of the pedal assist bikes on our on our um, bike rides so we can get everybody on that bike ride and put them on the same playing field. So whether you weigh 100 pounds and you just haven't you're out of shape or you weigh three, 400 pounds and you're out of shape. And you want to ride, you get on one of these pedal assist bikes, you feel you can ride with the guy, the fastest guy, because it's giving you that boost, and you're still riding those 20 miles, and you're still getting some exercise. So we're trying to, like, as the years go on, we we've evolved and we bring in, we're bringing more into this bike club so we can meet everybody um, at the level that they want to be meet, met and still have a purpose for them to come out and want to ride. And so we introduce um, um, pedal assist bikes to, to the organization at the middle of last year. Wow. Yeah. I used to be kind of a naysayer about pedal assist, but I've completely changed my mind. Yes, sir. I think it's, it's, I think it revolutionized Los Angeles. If, if more people, especially the people that say, ah, I can't bike. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, okay. But there's a pedal assist bike that you, you can use. I've got a guy 69 years old, you know, rolling with us through the streets, uh, going, 
30, 40 miles round trip um, rolling with us. I mean, my pops is, what, 62, 63, 63, 61? Oh, see, I'm way off. <laughs> but, you know, he's still out there rolling with us as well. Um, and, and he, you know, he got a, he got a, a, a sight problem, but he's still able to roll with us when, you know, on these bike rides and, and, and that helps. I mean, the, the pedal assist bikes is giving people, you know, some extra years on riding. Totally. And they've shown that it, uh, it's still about the same amount of exercise. You're just going faster. Going faster. <laughs> yeah. so, that's good. Keep the legs it's moving. Not, staying not agile. To get that assist. It's not like if you just push a button and ride. You still have the pedal. <laughs> yeah, I, I have an electric tandem that somebody at a school put together for me, and it, it's not pedal assist. It's just you press a button. I'm trying to get rid of it, but I don't think anybody wants it. <laughs> get out of here. I'll take yeah, it. You're sorry, you're in the wrong. You're, no. you're in the wrong chat room. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Donate it to Eastside Riders. Let's, let's do it. What bikes do you all ride? So we came in with a jalopy, uh, an old heat up bike. We're going to get in a ride in here, and, but we're not turning down anyone. You don't have to have a low rider bike. You don't have to have a fixie. You don't have that. But if you have any of those bikes, you still can ride with us. So that's why we made sure that we kept our name a bike club. And not a lowrider bike club, or not a fixed geared bike club, not a BMX club. Any bike that you want to ride, you can come and ride here, and we show it on every ride um, that we have. You might find ten people in our organization on ten different styles of bikes, um, just because it's all about bikes. It's not about certain bikes. Any bike you can come ride. Oh but, yeah. But you did start out as kind of a lowrider. Club? Well, I, I never had that. I mean, I, I've had it, but I went off with my father. So remember, this bike club was <laughs> by my father, and my father had a dream. <laughs> and um, <laughs> his idea was let's fix up some bikes um, and let's sit in the park and let's barbecue. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> it's a really good idea. And so, <laughs> some of this community service stuff with this bike club and um at first yeah um everything i mean i truthfully uh i didn't i didn't really know anything about bikes bicycle safety or anything i didn't even know that we were bike advocates until about five years five or six years ago <laughs> never wow okay heard about it but we was doing the work right uh, yeah. but my father this is what he was this is how he was fixing up the bikes so this is how i was fixing up the bikes and then I started being introduced to other bikes, and I was like, oh, wow, that's nice. That's nice. That's nice. And uh, people started uh, gifting me bikes that I can ride that was nice. Um, and, and you know, it went from there until it's like, yeah, we always been a bike club that you can ride any bike. But, yeah, we did start off with a lot of fancy bikes, chrome. Um, I think the first bike that I had had a lot of chrome on it, and I learned real quick that I didn't like white walls. And I didn't like uh, chrome, so I went. All my stuff was was black. Either I painted it black, or I, um, I bought it black. And um, my my tires didn't have wooden white walls because I didn't like cleaning. I didn't. I don't have to clean the bike, so everything <laughs> you have to see the dirt so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, what do you have against white walls, man? Those low rider bikes with the white walls look dirty. <laughs> the 
but I, yeah, you get it dirty. All right, that makes sense. <laughs> no barbecues? No, you still have. Still do barbecues. Last year, we weren't able to do our uh, our our bike nick, not a picnic, a bike nick. Our annual <laughs> uh, we weren't able to do it, but you know, we 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 hope that this June July we'll be able to bring that back, um, even if it's social distance wise. Uh, but we're still doing our bike rides that we do, um, our ride for love that we got coming up next month. Um, we're still able to do that. Um, we're still able to do daily bike rides with the kids, mask on, uh, lots of hand sanitizer. Um, and that became like another part of the family. Um, all of these folks that we probably would have never met, um, but this pandemic has, has led us to meet a lot of people. But it also, sadly, we, 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 we lost a lot of our families that was involved before the pandemic. Um, I don't know if they just feel unsafe coming out or if they just feel that eh, something else I can do now. But we, we gained a lot of people, but we lost a lot of people who, who I really felt were family in this organization as well. Do you guys have a regular ride um, meetup or right now even? Is it hard to do it right now or do you, do you guys have one? Yeah, every uh, Saturday sort of 6 a.m. We do a bike ride. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 6 a.m. <laughs> 6 a.m. Um, that's where we hop on these pedal assist bikes and we do about anywhere between 20, 20 miles round trip to 40 miles round trip. Um, in the morning, we... we Halfway, we have breakfast as a family, um, and then we ride back. Uh, tomorrow, of course, uh, it's going to be canceled because we we couldn't see a good time to get a ride in before it rains. It looked like um, right on our turnaround, we'll be caught up in rain. So um, we, we canceled it uh, for tomorrow, and we'll look at, um, at bringing it back next week. But every day, like today, before we had the, the party for the little kid birthday, we went on a bike ride through the community. Um, 30, 40 minute bike ride with the kids every day. Um, so that happens. And then, uh, you know, in the summertime, we do our Friday night rides where we'll ride to a different part of the city. Um, we'll go down to Dignity Health Center in Carson. We'll ride to um, SpaceX. We'll go downtown to Staples Center. It's always, you know, somewhere different that we'll ride to. Um, and it's not always like the, the, the pedal assist bikes is normally on a Saturday morning, early morning ride. Rest of the bikes is where we actually, I mean, rest of the rides is where we cruise and actually see things, you know, because we're not in a rush to get back before the sun come up or get back so we can still have this, the day to do whatever we're going to do with family or clean up or whatever the case might be on that Saturday. Okay. So Saturday is more about like a uh, kind of get out and get some exercise kind of thing. Yeah. First, okay. The first part. 6 a.m. Yeah. The first part of it is still waking your body up. After that breakfast, we roll it on the way back. <laughs> I mean, if, if it's amazing how good you feel, I, I've been actually riding a lot in the mornings uh, when I ride and I like to ride before I eat. And it's just amazing to come back and like get some food in you and the rest of the day you're all chipper and energetic. And I already so, have your exercise man, before everybody else wake up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You have uh, all these theme rides through the year. I don't know if you call them theme rides, but you just had Martin Luther King Day ride. You're sponsored by a lot of groups, a lot of organizations. Yes, yeah, so this year and uh, last year opened up to a lot of stuff. Um, this year we've gotten a lot of people involved. Um, if you look at our, our um, Ride for Love, um, 
uh, we have probably um, probably have five or six different people who who actually sponsors for the years you could say like fund us to do different things which helps us and we just ride them all uh throughout the year on everything we do so like grow at annenberg they support us it's a division of annenberg uh foundation uh, and it's ran by the son gregory annenberg and they support us for what we do throughout the year so we're able to um to put their name on everything we do and then when you're talking lci work the michaels organization um they're part of the watts rising collaborative here in watts and we're the transportation organization for that and so our ride with john is sponsored by the michaels organization which is part of watts rising so we get funds to help us you know bring in the tubes and tires and things that the people need to keep that program free and then um blue cross uh promise health plan came on at the end of last year i wanted to donate money to for more of what we're doing in kaiser and uh and, and the watch leadership but it's just so many folks that's that's coming on to help us um that see what we're doing and believe in what we're doing uh, since the pandemic um and 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 it's, and it's able it's able to give us more of a boost and stop worrying so much about how we're going to fund this and just put all our energy out into the program that's amazing that's amazing you guys are doing incredible work i i mean is i'm blown away by how many people you fed that's amazing i mean it's mind-blowing so um you know keep up the good work and you know we, we want to have you guys back on for updates and and uh you know i'm going to be one of the first to uh, endorse you if you decide in the future <laughs> i'm gonna put it in your head <laughs> we're announcing it here on bike talk you know? <laughs> yeah. but um yeah so great job um John Jones Jr., you obviously must be incredibly proud of your son, John yeah. Jones III. <laughs> I'm trying to get all this right. Um, um, so congratulations. And, um, you know, give us, give us some, uh, some social media spots where we can find you, where we can find the rides. Um, so, um Anyone that's looking for us can go to our website. Uh, first of all, www.esrbc.org. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Yelp, <laughs> at Eastside Riders, on all of that. All, in any platform, mostly at Eastside Riders. We were lucky enough uh, to secure our name when we first started. Um, that was one of the things I did. I didn't know social media would be this big, but I knew that's what we needed to get our our name out and what we needed to do. So at Eastside Riders on everything. Um, and, and uh, you know, you can see all the upcoming rides. You can get involved and volunteer for the breakfasts that we do or the rock come out for the ride with John's. Um, you can purchase our gear. You can see us up um, on billboards. We just launched a campaign, um, Why I Ride. And uh, we have people in the, in the community that's an organization. And we just put them up on bus benches across the, uh, all over the town. Um, why I ride, you know, um, and it's pictures of real people and the reasons why they ride, you know, um, we're doing things that, that we feel we should be doing and encouraging more people to come out and ride. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, I, cool. yeah. So, okay. So we go to, um, East side riders on social media and for the website, it's, 
um, E-C-S-R-B-C. Did I get that right? <laughs> no. E-S-R-B-C. <laughs> Eastside Riders Bike Club. But, you know. All E-S. All the- E-S. Yeah. We'll find it. We'll find it. <laughs> but that's awesome. Um, and anybody's invited. I, even I could come out and uh, anybody ride with you guys. Everybody. We welcome everybody. Okay. Cool. Well, All right. Well, thank, thanks. I'll for, be there. Yes, I, I will be there. Man. Although, I, well, we got to wear masks. And yeah, you masks. Bring your masks. Six a.m. We're gonna go in six a.m. Six a.m. Let's do it. We're gonna we're gonna hypermile out there, and then we're gonna. So if you got hypermile, I still. <laughs> 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 All right. Thanks for coming on, you guys. Um, always appreciate it when you come on, John Jones. Yeah, yeah, thank you guys for so, having us, like always. See you again. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Boom, oh, cue the music. Song. Where is yeah, yeah. I rise in the morning and greet the day. Pull out the bike and I'm on my way. And transportation shows I care. Every turn of the pedal cleans the air. Green in the green, I'm saving the planet. Just like my friends Dale, Sean, Toby, and Janet. No greenhouse gas. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bike Talk. If you want to hear more, go to kpfk.org, navigate to programs, and choose Bike Talk. On the Bike Talk page, click on the archives link to play or download shows posted in the last four months. Go to biketalk.com and copy or click on the RSS link to subscribe. Our Twitter handle is BikeTalkPFK. On Facebook, we are Bike Talk. You can become friends and join our group. I want to be friends. <laughs>